Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. It's the man that has a nickname, always a lot to say, with no shame. Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. As I saw two days ago, Sunday air travel sets a pandemic record. In December 2020, becomes the deadliest month of COVID-19. Still, obviously, a scary situation with what we going, what we got going on. Even when I see some individuals like Hannah Sturman getting a vaccine and people in the healthcare industry getting a vaccine, definitely makes me certainly happy. What also makes me happy is my man Dukes, the mean with the meanest Yo. takes. He's made it back onto the podcast. Good. He's here today, talks some world of sports to me. Looking forward to it. Wow, man. Went down to Virginia. How you doing, man? What's good? Doing all right, dude. Can't complain. How's things down there? You liking it? Yeah, Virginia's good, man. I mean, you know, Drew and Hunter always. Uh, yeah, that's always a, having a good time sweet. with them. So, I mean, the whole pandemic thing's kind of making things a little, you know, not able to go out. Yeah. And things like that, but it's kind of a tough time to move. For sure. I mean, gotta do it for the money, though, right? I hear you, bro. Right. I'm glad it's working out for you. I miss you for sure. Yeah, dude. Glad we're able to talk a little bit sports today and. Got to see you a little bit this week for the holiday. It's definitely fire for me. I will say success is not owned. It is leased. Rent is due every day and don't wind up convicted. I'm sorry, evicted like Dwayne Haskins did yesterday. That's brutal. We'll have to talk about that after we talk about a little bit of that Bills Mafia. And congrats to all those fantasy football champions out there. What was it? Waldo in our, our league. Shout out Waldo. First championship, I believe. They're forever. So, shout out to Waldo. Right now, it's time for Straight Talk. Did you see my team last night? Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk. Microphone is always direct. Time to reflect. What team? My fantasy team in our league. Did you go off? Nice. The whole entire playoffs, bro. If I literally put the Chiefs D, I would have won the championship. Yeah, I had a tough year for sure. A lot of injuries. You had a really good team for sure. Stephon Diggs on your team. That was fire. I would have loved to cop him off uh, you for sure in a trade. Um, yeah, Pro Bowler, which is crazy. I mean, yeah, Evan Ingram. Oh, Mark Ingram. Oh, I thought you said Evan Ingram. I was like, yeah, Mark Ingram, busty for sure. Don't sleep on the Ravens, though. We'll touch on that for sure. Um, didn't need to give a quick shout out to you. Thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks for all the support. Much love. Anybody can uh, follow along on my Instagram page at Seggy Station, Twitter at Seggy Station. We got a live Twitch stream going on. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. We can always follow along and listen to the pod. And we got it out on a few more platforms. Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Hopefully get your podcast there. Dukes, I'm going to start with this, bro. Are you as sold on the Buffalo Bills uh, as... Are you as sold as the Buffalo Bills to me as I am? Because I'm, I am. I can't even get yeah. this out. Honestly, yeah. But Stephon um, Diggs <clears throat> is unbelievable. Uh, he's leading the league in receptions. He's leading the league in receiving yards. Ever since he's come over in that trade, Rich brought it up on my podcast how he thought it was going to probably potentially be one of the best trades this yeah. offseason. 100%. He said, Stephon Diggs, he sent a uh, Bills franchise record in receiving yards. He's got right now 1,459, which leads the league. He's got 120 receptions, which Crazy. leads the league. There's never been a build wide receiver to lead the league in receptions in franchise history. He also has the most catches ever in a player in his first year on a team. Passing Brandon Marshall, by the way, that he did it back in 2012 with 118. He now has 120 receptions first year on a team. Uh, stats like that that he's putting up with what Josh Allen is doing, in my opinion, second in MVP right now. Josh Allen set the Bills record, TD record last night. Had another 320 or 50 with four touchdowns. I said it going back like week four and five, and Rich and Chu and all the dudes coming on the podcast looking at me crazy. 
Dude, all this man has done is win eight out of his last nine, and the only reason they haven't won nine straight is because of a Hail Mary. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are there, but let me just use my eyes. Yo, the, the throws that this man's making to Stephon Diggs, who's by far a top three, if not one wide receiver in this league, with Devontae Adams, and year, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, this man is out of control. And what the pieces that he has around him, Dawson Knox, that tight end, and Gabriel Davis and a couple of these guys, Cole Beasley is no scrub. Their defense, their coaching, they're all legit in three phases of the game. I think the Bills can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They're slumping, man. Since week eight, they haven't beat a team since double digits. I know they're on a 10-game win streak. I know they've won 24 out of the last 25 or whatever it is. It's unbelievable. And we know Pat Mahomes is what he is. But I think he slipped a little bit in the MVP uh, talks as well. I think it's clearly Aaron Rodgers right now. I think you clearly have to put Josh Allen second. With what he's doing right now for the Bills, first AFC championship since 1995. Best uh, record in terms of wins since 1993, first 12-win season. Mm -hmm. They take out the Patriots for the first time since 2000 in a sweep. Mm -hmm. Patriots get waxed last night, 38-9. Anybody could have saw that coming. And here's the deal, man. They won the AFC championship in those 20 years 17 times. There's a new era, man. Mm -hmm. The Bills... The Dolphins, these are real teams. Dolphins have a chance to make this playoffs as well. These are real teams in the AFC East going forward. And the Patriots, I, I'm sorry to say it, but they're so far behind these teams. Mm -hmm. I don't see them even upgrading a quarterback, and we'll get into it after this bell. Sure. But I don't see the Patriots upgrading and being able to just splash in to compete with the Bills and what the Dolphins are doing right now. This is, this is spectacular, and I think the Bills have a chance to make the AFC Championship game. Do you agree with me? No, I do. And like you said, it's like it's between them and the Chiefs. And I, I agree with you, too. I think they can beat the Chiefs in the, in the conference finals. Um, Mike has a bet on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I'm going to ride with the Bills, too, just so obviously Mike can get his money. But they've been just great all year. Um, like you said, Josh Allen breaking records. Stephon Diggs breaking records. I had him on my fantasy team. Thank you, Stephon Diggs, for a great year. It's a lot of fun, even though you had a couple bad games. But... You know, like yeah, like you said, though, it's it's them and Chiefs, and I, I would take the Bills all day. For sure. I think it's going to be interesting to see how these standings shake out after this week. Uh, everything mm -hmm. on the line in Week 17 for playoff implications. And, you know, the Bills are going to be biting for that two-seed. I think right. that's going to be huge right. where you're playing home games and then you're only playing the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Right. I think it's just setting up for that. Yeah, and the all these things that we got going on in terms of everything else in the in the NFL, in terms of people trying to get in and seating right. implications, I think that's one of the biggest ones we're forgetting about. The Bills definitely have a, a nice path to the championship if they can uh, get that number two seed. But I also do like the Dolphins. Like obviously, Boulay being a huge Dolphins fan, that I, I like to support them. But um, I just like what they're doing. Like, I know we had a, a talk about it the other day about Fitzpatrick and Tua. <laughs> I just like what they're doing with them, too. Like, have Tua come in, God forbid he does bad. Have Fitzpatrick come in, come back in and win the game for him. Like, he's proven he can do. So, it's going to be fun to watch this next week. you got a lot of good matchups coming up. For sure. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is 69-1-1 when leading at halftime at Lambeau. We saw what he did on Sunday night. You go and look at the MVP numbers. I mean, they're all there. Rodgers, 4,059 yards, 44 TDs, 5 interceptions. Mahomes um, almost at 5,000. He's got 4,740, 38, and 6. Josh Allen's right there with all these numbers, man. He's got the most rushing uh, touchdowns in the NFL since 2018 with 28. And besides what we saw out of Cam Newton last night with a rushing touchdown, I think he's the best rusher in the game in terms of the NFL position. We see what Lamar Jackson's doing right now. They're pretty hot, and I think the Ravens could be the Titans of last year. But it's going to depend on Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. They don't have number one wide receivers. And like you mentioned, the rushing game, J.K. Dobbins has been incredible for them as a rookie. Uh, but I think it's 
going to come down to Lamar Jackson. So you're looking at the quarterback position all the time in the NFL. Josh Allen has to be up there. That's why I think the quarterback position, too, always gets the recognition of an MVP. It just makes sense. Like, yeah. If your quarterback's not playing well, you're not going to have an MVP to help the quarterback. For sure. I mean, you got to shout out the Buffalo Bills, though. They scored oh, 24 points, a franchise record in eight consecutive games. All the numbers, they're breaking the record. I think this team is for real and legit, and we're going to have to see what they do come playoff time because we've seen them bundle in the playoffs before. Hopefully, Josh Allen is a little bit more for real than last year. I think that's a lot of the reason why people aren't buying them as much valid, but I think you're going to be a little bit shocked this year with what you see out of Buffalo Bills. It's a different team, and Stephon Diggs, to me, is the X factor. Who, who would you take at MVP right now? I like Rodgers as MVP. And His numbers are too, too Yeah, good. I like Rodgers for MVP. What he's doing right now is incredible. But I think Josh Allen is second. I think Mahomes has slid Mahomes all the way to third. Off, bro. He definitely and, did. you know, to be completely honest, so it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out with that. I did want to touch on another quarterback who's no longer with his team, which is Dwayne Haskins. Mm. And just a quick shout-out to Dwayne Haskins, man, because he said the league's going to miss out, and I'm, I'm so happy all the people coming up to me, my neighbor, you know, oh, luckily the Giants didn't take Dwayne Haskins. And... You know, I completely agree. I was worried about Dwayne Haskins just one year out of Ohio State, you know, with an incredible team, 14 games I think he started there. It, it didn't pan out. Not only is he immature uh, off the field, but he is not great on the field in the NFL, and it's a different type of game. They cut him. I think they could have cut him before, and it's just crazy now that the Washington football team still has a team chance winning in. You're going to have an XFL star potentially in Taylor Heineke playing quarterback because you cut who started out as your first string, went to your third string, had Alex Smith, this incredible comeback story, who knows what's going on with him, to cut this man because he goes out maskless doing dumb shit at, with strippers and shit. Like, just so stupid, dude. And it's like, it's crazy to me because you look at the NFL and I hear these guys that talk sports media all the time. I, I listen to sports talk and I love it. But you hear him say constantly how much of a privilege it is and how much of a responsibility it is to be not only in the NFL but a professional athlete. To see these people, these young dudes in particular, messing up constantly is just a shame, man. I don't feel bad for these guys at all. And people ask them to have second chances. I mean, dude, why can't somebody get a first chance? These dudes, are, there's only so many opportunities, man. And for him to act like that with literally a C on his chest, a captaincy on his chest, getting fine. Dude, this man's got an S on his chest, man. Selfish as hell. Not really thinking about his coach who has cancer, but his teammates who could potentially and his families that could be. Like, dude, to me, this man has gone so over the edge where I don't even think he gets a chance in the NFL again. Maybe he'll be an XFL star, but people are talking about, all oh, practice squad. Yeah, maybe for what? I mean, you're seeing what? Josh Rosen getting bounced around. People are talking about on sports radio today how he's on the Bucks practice squad. He got signed to the Niners. People don't even know where he's at anymore. I saw his Twitter. He's got dolphins in the background. Says he's playing for the Bucks. He's literally on the active roster for the Niners. He's been bounced around so much. That might be Dwayne Haskins. But I'll tell you right now, he ain't going to be a starter in this league. There's no way in hell I'd want him to even be a backup in this league. 64 spots? No way. I'm good. He's proven that he's not that guy. And it's crazy. In just last year's draft, 2019 or whatever it is. I mean, I'm losing track of time. It's 2020. Yeah, last year's draft. He's only been there two seasons. Less made it less than full, full two uh, seasons, and he's cut by the Washington Football Team. Any response on what's good with Dwayne Haskins? The only thing that's crazy to me about the whole thing is I saw a thing on Instagram today. They posted up uh, Haskins' numbers next to Joe Burrow's numbers. Yeah, Haskins actually had better numbers in college. But like yep. you said, NFL is a completely different game, and if you can't have that mentality of I'm a professional athlete, I'm going to go out there and do what I have to do and not mess up, especially during a pandemic when you know you're not supposed to be doing stuff like that. Like I said in the group the other day too, like. 
you're a captain of a professional football team. What are you, 21 years old? Literally. You're going to go do something stupid like that. Like, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's, you put an S on his chest. It's a selfish thing. It, it does. It doesn't make any sense, sense to me, man. I, and I, it's think just, he, I think he'll get another shot in the NFL. I don't think he'll be a starter, though. Yeah, I mean, For I'd sure. be surprised if he gets another he shot he after deserve, what bro. he did. But he might. He might. All right. I mean, Josh Rosen getting bounced around, he might. But I think the way he's handled himself and the, the way we've seen him in the headlines over the past couple of days is is flat-out embarrassing. All right, so hate to have to do this to you, but I did want to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, they're eliminated, and I'm going to be a big Philadelphia Eagles fan this week because that's the only chance my Giants have is the Eagles winning and the Giants winning. So I'm going to be a fan. And, you know, I like what the Eagles have uh, with Jalen Hurts, but I will say we got to be a little bit slow in terms of you know, putting them up here and, you know, this guy's elite and we're just going to be nasty and winning. Right. I would say they slept on not putting him in soon enough, and I would sit here and look you straight in your eyes and tell you, man, if they put him in, like I said, going back week eight or whatever it was, they'd, they'd win this division, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the Cowboys being in it right now just pisses me off because they've beaten teams for a combined record of 14-29-1, and everyone's out here talking about, oh, the Cowboys and all this shit. Bro, they've been playing crappy teams. And you're looking, we were just talking about off the mic, like how hard our schedule is. Dude, like that factors in for sure. So, yeah, the Eagles have had a tough year. They put in Jalen Hurst a little late, in my opinion. You're going to have a debacle going on with the situation with Carson Wentz. But mm-hmm. Doug Peterson says he he uh, predicts to be the head coach next year. I'm curious of what you think of that, what you think of potentially Jalen Hurts being the guy going forward, and just what you think of the Eagles' season, which now is technically done. But yeah, you know, they were fighting, and, you know, if they had won that game up against the Cowboys, they would have eliminated my Giants, and they would have been having a chance to win the division in some of these other instances as well. So they were right there with just some of these other teams. It was close all the way to the end. They fell a little short this year. I do mm. accumulate a lot of that, though, to Doug Peterson and playing a little bit of Wentz way too long, and obviously injuries and stuff along the way. But I think with Hurts being there, and obviously the money talks, like I've heard it a bunch of times, mm-hmm. Dude, clearly he play, he's played in week 15. He put up 401 yards, which, by the way, I believe is more than Carson Wentz has ever put up in his entire career in a game. He put up 411 yesterday in a loss, but like you can clearly see that this man has a little bit more to offer than Carson Wentz. Sure. And I'm just curious to what you think it may happen with well, it Carson was funny Wentz. Too, because I remember that hot take I had one time, probably like the last spot I was ever on. I said that Doug Peterson should be on the hot seat for the Eagles. Yep. And now that we're talking, like he might not even come back next year for so. sure. I you mean, were on the money with that. The fact that the fact that when Jalen came in, like it's just so weird to me. Like even when Foles was there, when Foles came in, bro. The whole demeanor of the team just changed. Like everyone's like, "Oh, word!" Like time to play football now. Then it's like, what happened when Carson's in there? Like no one, ever, no one ever does anything. But like on the whole Duck Peterson thing, I think he's gonna stay. I like the idea. Um, obviously, him starting Jalen next year makes sense. Carson, it's tough. As an Eagles fan, I want to keep him because I'm a big Carson Wentz fan. I think he's done good things for us, obviously, just because, I mean, we were 11-2 and two the year we won the Super Bowl. But if we can if we can get rid of that contract, it'll be huge for us, too. Um, I don't know. I, it's just a tough year, obviously. Like, we're, we're out watching, having to watch all three teams go into the next next week, knowing that we could have easily just won next week and we would have been – or won, won this week and win next week winning the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wish everyone would. I think that's my point, though, is if, if you had started Jalen Hurts a couple more games before, sure. no doubt you have a chance to win For a couple sure. more of those games, totally and there's no doubt you're in a better position. Well, even that, and, I mean, dude, I was looking at it from bro. a fucking – as a Giants fan, you know, I don't want the, I don't want you all to win. Like, what right. the fuck? No, but, no, like, no. Yeah. I, anybody could have clearly seen what Carson Wentz was doing. The man was in there way right. too long, kind of shattered. Something was messed up with him and the, and the team, whatever. 
I don't know, man. And now it's like, to me, this offseason is going to be big time because he's rumbling about not wanting to be the backup, so you keeping him is not really logical to me. Some of these teams are going to need quarterbacks across the league. We talked about the Patriots needed one probably. Their, their quarterback's trash, and what they got going on is trash. Jared Stidham is not the answer there. So, I mean, we'll see. Like, if he's there, I think you have a better chance of winning and competing with Jalen Hurts, though. And I think J- Carson Wentz has done really good things, but... I must look at a Mitch Trubisky uh, aspect. I do want to get your take on that, too, and I'm going to lead into that a little bit. But I do – it's a perfect lead-in because I do look at it at Mitch Trubisky because I said this yesterday to Rich, and he obviously gave me a little lashback. And don't get me wrong. Tom Brady has definitely outperformed uh, my expectations. I think he's playing incredible at the age mm-hmm. of 43, and his numbers have definitely proven me a little bit wrong. Mm-hmm. But I still have a chance to be proven right if they get knocked out of the playoffs because, to me, it's a big – if Tom Brady makes it at least to a Super Bowl, that's what everyone's talking about. So there's a chance for me. I think they have a chance to get knocked out, and I'm still going to take on that take with what I've seen from the Bucs this year. But the Chicago Bears were left dead, bro. They had six straight losses. They'd be the first team ever to make the playoffs with six straight losses in a season after being 3-0 and and benching Mitch Trubisky. I argued that, man, Matt Nagy should get fired because he decided to bench Mitch Trubisky. What happened after that? Right. Mr. Bisky comes back. All they've done, bro, is set a Bears franchise record going back to 1965. Gail Sayers, shout out Alvin Kamara uh, touching that record as well. Um, They literally are now in contention to win and get in. Now, they're playing the Packers. Who knows how hard the Packers are going to play? They're trying to get the number one seed in the NFC, so I'm projecting them to play. But here's the thing. If uh, Cardinals lose, who knows what's going on with Carl Amari? The, the Bears are in as well. So I ask you this. In do general, you think Mitch Trub- Yeah, if uh, do you think Mitch Trubisky, if they make the playoffs, is there next year? Because I'd argue yeah. that if they don't win a playoff game, and just because he's got this stuff going on now, to save Matt Nagy's job and Mitch Trubisky's job is kind of crazy to me. Running it back next year to me is not ideal after what we saw happen this this year. I know it seems like a hot take, but like let's come into next year and see them not really where we want to be, and Mitch Trubisky not the guy we've seen over the last three games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. He was drafted with these guys really high, and he's always going to be compared to them. But at the same time, bro, when are you going to be like, yeah, he's not them, and maybe move on? I think we were almost at that point, and now all of a sudden they're not, and they're back in the playoffs. To me, what's going on in Chicago right now is crazy. I just, I don't know. I never I never put in the perspective I thought that Trubisky was actually going to be booted from Chicago. I always thought he was going to be in Chicago no matter what. And I just think their team's just so much different this year, too. Like, you have Montgomery. Montgomery really wasn't the greatest running back last year. This year he's just blossoming. And so if you can if you can give the ball to Montgomery 20, 25 times, like I'd leave Trubisky in there. Like he's proven these past four or five weeks or whatever it's been, like that he's he's taken the time that he was benched and clearly proved and learned from something. You know what I mean? Like that's what you're yep. supposed to do. You're supposed to take your time, learn from it, and come back on the field and prove it. You know? Do you and, got uh you got the Bears making the playoffs? It's crazy because I thought there was no playing. shot of them. Who are the Cardinals playing? The Rams, which by the way, Bro. Jared Goff is out because Jared of a broken thumb who had surgery yesterday, which was just breaking that news in the NFL. Too. That's oh, gonna be a crazy shit. game. No Kyler potentially, no Jared Goff for the division. Oh, or no, I mean, I'm not sorry, for a no playoff Kyler, berth. I, if there's no Kyler, the Cardinals lose. Crazy, bro. I think just because I think Aaron Darnold is gonna murder someone. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I mean, I think the Bears make it in. Yeah, I really do. I think they do too, which is actually crazy. Unless you're when I'm sitting off here, the, off the field goal post. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm sitting here a couple weeks ago saying that you know, literally four or five weeks ago, I'm like, bro, what is yeah, going on? Yeah, like, Maggie should lose his job for putting in Foles. They lost six straight. Mm-hmm. They put in Trubisky. Everyone's like, oh man, 
They've won three straight. They've scored 30-plus in all those games, and the defense obviously is what it is. Dude, they can win a playoff game with David Montgomery, you're talking, sure. looking like the best running back. He's literally had the best running back numbers over the last like few games. Literally crazy. So that's pretty much the scenario in the NFC with the Bucks locking up a spot, which I did want to get your take on a little bit. The bell's going to go off in a second, but I'll reset it. You know, I was certainly wrong about that. You know, I didn't have the Bucks in the playoffs. I didn't have Brady playing this mm-hmm. hot. Um, you know, he's got like 36 touchdowns. He, he passed the Bucks franchise record for most touchdowns. He's out here. I saw another thing on Brady where he was playing the Lions, obviously, the other day. We all know that that debacle that went on. I don't want to even touch on that much of that game because they're playing a you got a third string head coach, you got a second string offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, your second string quarterback. I mean, no shit. Tom Brady should absolutely dominate a team that's not playing for anything. But he was uh, up against his former teammate, Ty Warren. He was drafted in 2003, Tom Brady's fourth season. Warren played 10 years and retired eight years ago. Is now an assistant for the Lions. How crazy is that, bro? And Tom Brady's out here putting up the numbers that I just told you about. It's 36 and 11. I mean, he's got them playing the best football that the Bucs, I think, have played all year, which is definitely scaring me a little bit. But I will say the teams that they've played are not ideal in terms of competition. They haven't lived up to expectations in big-time primetime games and big-time primetime matchups, and that's what's going to worry me because I think when you look at these playoff teams, all these teams are great. So you got all really great teams in the playoffs, expanded playoffs, mm-hmm. only one bye. It's not like they're getting a bye, so they're going to be playing right off the jump. You have to win three games, man. So, yeah, they might get the NFC East uh, winner off the jump, and I'll probably be proven wrong, and they'll win a playoff game. But you never know. And I'm going to keep it up in the what air. I hope my Giants man. squeeze in and they always what play him hard and we'll man. see what's good. But I will say, um, he's putting up Tom Brady's stats that, you know, you, it can't even be almost recognized. Like he, And I don't want to say that I was wrong in where he's like, oh, like not washed. I've never really said Tom Brady's washed. I just said he was kind of like on the decline and I didn't think that he was going to perform to the level that everyone is putting him up at, which is Super Bowl contender. But with, yeah, all these weapons around him and the defense plays better as a seventh-ranked scoring defense in the NFL right now, then, yeah, maybe they can make a run, and I'd be proven really wrong. But I'm just not seeing it because it's going to rely on Brady for sure. And what I've seen out of Brady, even though the last couple weeks, I know I'm going to hear it from everybody, like, oh, like the last couple weeks he was really looking good deep. Other than those two games, man, he wasn't. You look at the competition in those games in terms of the defenses they're going up against him and the right. situations they're going up to, not great, man. And so I get it. He's probably expected to do that as good as he is. But playing the Saints, Seahawks, Packers, all these teams that are going to be in the NFC crop, mm-hmm. are you going to be able to hold up against that defense and Jamal Adams, who's leading the uh, yeah, fr- uh, NFL in terms of D-backs with most sacks in NFL history? I mean – they're, the Seahawks are scarier than people are giving them credit for. So I'm just not sold on the Bucks being better than any of those three teams I just mentioned right there, which means I got them not getting the Super Bowl. The only Bowl. thing with me is, like, if you're going to get hot, getting hot at the end of the year is the best time to do it, and that's exactly what the Bucks are doing. And I think that if they can bring that momentum into the playoffs, I think it's over for people, dude. Like, I, I really think the Bucks can can get to that Super Bowl that everyone thinks that they also get to it. It's like the thing with me, it's like they're playing in Tampa Bay. Like, that's the goal. You know what I mean? The Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay, bro. Like, Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay to get back to the Super Bowl to win it in Tampa Bay. Like, that's that would be just a historic kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. 
But I, I, I really do think that the Bucks do have a good enough team to get to that spot. Just and listen to this, if bro. If it's Bills Bucks, that'd be a great. Tom Brady, he threw for 668 yards and six touchdowns over a four-quarter period. Second half last week at the Falcons. First half mm-hmm. today versus the Lions, or whenever last weekend over the. According to Elias Sports, Brady is the first player over the last 40 years with 600 plus passing mm-hmm. yards over a four-quarter span. Now I was hearing Skip Bayless. He's a big Brady lover, and I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, yeah, Fitzmagic the other day on the crazy shit that I didn't even shout out on the pod yesterday, he threw for, like, what, 180 in, like, a quarter? Like, yeah, so he could have threw for 700 in the game? Like, <laughs> all right, yeah, bro, you can say that about any guy. But here's the thing. You got to give credit for this to this man, Tom Brady, yeah. who a lot of these haters like me and skeptics like me are out here saying, man, there's no shot that this guy's going to be able to go in there and just prove everybody wrong. Like, he's LeBron and can just carry a team. He's got them in the playoffs for the first time in Is 13 it- years. Longest active uh, is it their roster, streak yeah, in the NFC. It definitely is, but at yeah, the same time, for sure. Like, you got to do what you got to do with the play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it is for I, sure. But I think, yeah, he's definitely, I agree. Definitely doing a great job. So I did want to just touch on and get you. I'll have one last bell in the NFL. This hot take here because you got five teams: ten and five Titans, ten and five Dolphins, ten and five Ravens, ten and five Browns, mm-hmm. ten and five Colts who are currently out. Damn. So here's the deal: Colts need to win and get some help. If the Dolphins, Ravens, and Browns win, they're in. Browns are playing the Steelers. Ravens are playing Cincinnati. Miami is playing the Jets, I believe. Miami's playing the Bills. Miami's playing the Bills, correct. And Bills do need some input. So that's going to be tough. So I just want to ask you what you thought on those five teams in which are going to get in. It's crazy because the Browns are looking to snap the longest active playoff streak in the NFL. The Colts got Phillip Rivers on a one year in which they thought they could make the playoffs and make a run. They're now on the outside looking in and need to win and get some help. Team that I thought would make the playoffs, no doubt. The Colts are playing the Texans, I believe. Yep, at Houston. Uh, Nope, that's the Titans. They're all divisional games. My bad. It's going to be... Nah, it's Tennessee at Houston. And it's Jacksonville at Indianapolis. So I assume Indy's going to win that game. They're going to need some help, bro. But that's the thing. Are the Browns going to lose to the Steelers? Can you imagine the Browns losing to the Steelers? And, I, and I've and i said this multiple times, and I didn't even talk about this on my pod the other day, but Baker Mayfield blew that game up against the New York Jets. The Browns could have won that game and been in the playoffs, ending the longest active streak in the NFL. It's on Baker and his fumbles, bro. And he's taking the credit for it. But they threw the ball 53 times. Really a horrible game plan in my opinion. But with all your wide receivers in a parking lot garage before because you have all your four top starting wide receivers on the COVID list, yeah, there's a lot of excuses with that. But Baker said that there's none, and he blew the game, man. So is he going to blow this game? The Steelers that I thought a team was going to lose out, prove me wrong, and comes back twenty four down 24-7 in the second half up against the Colts last week. Uh. To win the AFC North and have the Colts on the outside looking in, they're pro- a lot of this stuff has proven me wrong. But I will say, I got the Ravens in the playoffs, no doubt. They're winning against the Bengals. They're the hottest team, in my opinion, right now in the AFC. And I think they could be the Titans of last year if Lamar's playing the way he's playing in the playoffs. Browns, to me, it's going to rely on Baker Mayfield. Can he win this last game? Because they're going to need to win to get in. And I just don't know if I'm sold on Baker. Can you imagine the Cleveland Browns not making the playoffs, the Colts sliding back in because they lose, and the Dolphins end up winning as well? It I is mean, crazy, in Browns man. Browns fashion, yeah, I could see it. Can happening. you can you imagine, bro? That's gonna be tough for Baker, bro. He's been taking a lot of heat. I feel bad for him, and there's been a lot of people backing him up. 
And I just have to say, man, Baker Mayfield, when he's thrown the ball more than 40 times in, in his career in the NFL, he's 1-9 in those games. He is not the guy to be putting the ball in the hands of. He fumbles it a lot. He throws picks a lot. And he's just not the guy. He's a play-action quarterback. He's not a guy that could just drop back and just hum it all day. I'm worried for those Cleveland Browns fans that are just so close to getting to the playoffs. Here's the thing. A team I thought it was literally a long 17 years, longest half of the streak. But here's the thing, bro. I was a team like, oh, maybe they can win a playoff game. I'm not sold on that either anymore. With the run game looking like that and Baker looking like that, two and a half yards a clip against the Jets and you had to throw the ball 53 times, so Baker then blew the game. Defense is not that great. Kyle Stefanski, I don't know, man. I, mean, like, I just want to get your – who do you got? You got the Dolphins making it for Boulay? They're playing the Bills, bro. <laughs> no, now that they're playing the damn Bills, dude, no way. The Bills are going to go out there and smack them too. Like, they barely beat the Raiders last week. Bro. They beat the Raiders on a kick, like a field goal kick. Who The Raiders almost lost to the Jets. So if the Dolphins lose and no. the Browns lose, one of those teams would still get in the playoffs. It would be up to uh, – I, I mean – do I want the Dolphins to get in? Yes. Yeah, so if they Crazy. lose and get in, I'll be happy for Austin. But I don't see them beating the Bills. That's all I'm gonna say because I the Bills are too hot right now. Definitely crazy. I want the Bill. I want the Dolphins in. Though. That'd be fun. Like, for sure. Cool. I, I I think the Ravens easily, obviously too. But for sure, covered a good amount in the NFL today. Uh, that's pretty fire. Did want to get into some NBA and a couple other topics before we get out of here. Um, NBA. so. I wanted to ask you this because we did a little bit of our rankings, and I know you weren't allowed in it because you weren't around, but I did want to get your take on a little bit. I thought you said in the dark horse in the chat maybe Trey Young, which would be a fire pick right now, but who you got maybe likely for an MVP this year in the NBA? Oh, man. I mean, that was just out of from what I said last year too because like obviously last year the, the Hawks started getting hot at the end of the year. Hawks are obviously, 3-0 I, right I now. I made that weird statement saying I think maybe the Hawks can get in the playoffs if they're healthy. The Hawks are 3-0 yeah, right now. I think, I think the Hawks can be really a 7-8 seed in the East. Um I, I, if they can get in the playoffs, bro, and Trey Young keeps playing the way he's playing right now, putting up over 25, 26 points a game, he's hitting like four or five threes, bro. He's, he's the whole entire reason why they're doing well. I agree. I mean, they have a great team. They have really a lot of depth at the big man spot. Um, but I, I, I don't say why I wouldn't. I mean, you know what I mean? Trey Young, yeah, for sure. Dude. Absolutely. I think that's a, I think that was a snidey pick that just came out of nowhere. I had Luca. My keepers, too. And my which had Damian too. Lillard. And I think there's some interesting guys that are going to come to the crop. Yeah. This season, um, one of the big things that's been uh, taking up a lot of the NBA headlines is what's going on with James Harden, obviously. And mm-hmm. I talk a lot about a lot with Rich on here. Rich is my dude, my NBA phenom, and we talk a lot about it and get into it a little bit. And uh, here's the thing, man. Uh, James Harden over the first two games, he's averaging 39 points, 13 assists, five rebounds. 60% field goal percent shooting, and he's 11-22 from three right now. But the Rockets are 0-2. And I know that there's not a lot of guys around, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things going on with the Rockets in terms of that. But I think this is my knock on Harden, and this is my knock back at Rich. Like, bro, like you said he's going to win a bunch of games in the regular season, just James Harden by himself just because of how he plays. And I heard Skip and Shannon arguing a little bit, about, not even arguing about it, just agreeing. Like, this man might be the best scorer of the basketball we've ever seen all time. Right. He might be. But it's not accumulating to wins, championships, and good things in the playoffs. And that, to me, has always been the knock on Harden. I'm not saying he's not a great player. But when you're that great of a player in the regular season, I expect you to perform a little better in the playoffs and potentially have a championship. Something James Harden doesn't have and something Giannis doesn't have. Two things that I have knocks on those guys for. I'd ask you, are you more on my side or are you more on Rich's side in terms of what's going on with James Harden? Because he's still in the trade rumors. 
There's still a lot swirling of, oh, maybe he's liking uh, the new coach there. And a couple of coaches got out very confident and very good job about the new coach. And John Wall and Boogie Cousins, I think they could maybe win some games there and be great. But I don't think they're going to be making a run in the playoffs. They'll be back, struggling to potentially make it back, there. It's going to be different. But when for me, as a as, like looking at who's the greatest, who's not, like it comes down to accolades, obviously. And like you said, like if you're not going to get those playoff wins or even get to those like conference finals, even to a – NBA championship, why would you even be considered? And here's the thing. Rich will knock back on me. He's been to a couple, and he knocks back on me. Right. You know, he, he always gets his team to the playoffs, all these things. Great, dude. But, like, in a couple of those big-time games where he's asked to be there and right. be that guy, he has been folded so hard so many times. I got the stats on it right here, bro. I mean, the I mean the team they have it's the same here. thing. Yeah. And, I, and I just asked uh, Rich this the other day, and I asked you the same question. What team, even with now Boogie and John Wall and all these guys coming back to the team, is he going to be averaging 40 a game still? I don't think so. What team are you going to ship this man to? He's going to be able to average 40 a game because his list of teams are all contenders with superstars there already. You're just going to let this man shoot for 40 points a game? No. So I just always look at his game, his style, and it's great for fans to enjoy and watch, but I don't like watching it, and it doesn't accumulate to wins. That's just what it is for me, and I know it comes across as hate, but I'm like, nah, dude, this is just what it is, and he just keeps proving me with, right. The thing with that, though, I mean, he was able to do it last year with Russ being there. I mean, so I think he can do it somewhere else, but at the same time, like like you said, all the teams that he wants to go to are contenders. Like, if he goes to Boston, you really going to tell me he's going to put up 25, 30 shots a game and think Tatum's going to be okay with that? No way. No way. No way. The only team I can see him going to everything would be okay would be, like, the New York Knicks, obviously, like. You need you need someone who's gonna score that much. Yeah, but I don't I don't know, man. I think honestly, I think if Boogie and John Wall can come back and they can gel together, I think that's a lethal team, dude. If James Harden can step back and be like, all right, listen, like John Wall is actually really good. Demarcus Cousins has been slept on the past couple of years. He's been hurt. Like, dude, they can definitely have a run. For sure, I think you're just relying on something Harden's not good at being being a leader. Yeah, and then you're you're just seeing it right now, all out in the. He's doing a little better with some of his media, but I think maybe that's part of the antics. Oh, let me get out of here. But it's like, bro, like if you just acted like this all the time. In my opinion, I wouldn't shit on you as much, and maybe you would have a little bit better success. Oh, he is. He is. He might be. But I'm just saying, like all the things that I say about him too are valid, and it and it does and it does knock on him a little bit for sure. Point though of like defending him in that point because like he does put up the numbers every year. He's very consistent. Yeah, absolutely. It's just to me you gotta you gotta win something for sure. That's just what it's always. And if he does, then he'll shut me up. But until then, I think I'm winning this argument every single day of the week. Need to shout out John Morant. He breaks uh, Shaq's uh, record as the youngest to score 40 points in a season opener. 21 years and 135 days old. Shaq was 21 years age, 244 days old. John Morant, uh, very scary injury, taking off a wheelchair last night. Um, X-rays on the guard. John Morant's left ankle revealed no fracture, sources tell ESPN. Team will await results on the MRI that he will undergo as soon as Tuesday. You know, prayers up. Hopefully things are all right for him and we can get him back on the court because he's one of those up-and-coming young uh, NBA elite stars that you want to see play every single night. Love John Morant. Hoping he can get back on the court soon. Uh, did want to touch on this a little bit with you. Um, Kevin Love just did get hurt, and I will just throw this in there. Cleveland's 3-0, and and Larry Nance is calling uh, the backcourt. Uh, they go by Sexland. Sexland. <laughs> In terms of uh, Colin Sexton, which, by the way, I had a breakout on my yes. list. Go check it out on my Instagram, at Seggy Station. I'm going to be right on the money with that. Dude's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, Cavs are 3-0. Oh. I I let, uh, I gave this question to Rich yesterday. He got two minutes until the bell goes off while I try and get another topic. It was biggest surprise thus far in the NBA in terms of 
uh, where they're at, and then biggest disappointment, the biggest surprise. On the, yeah, and I did the Cavs at three and zero, and the Hawks at uh, or I'm sorry, and the Hawks are at three and zero. But I had uh, the Washington Wizards for as my disappointment. Rich had, um, who did he have? I, I, I too much for me. But honestly, after what do you got? That Clippers game, bro. That's a disappointment and a half. For sure, we covered that for sure. So that's that's definitely gonna be mine. Just because I don't even care if you're two and one. I don't even care if you're four and one. If you're losing a game like that, just yeah, you don't have Kawhi. Like I don't even want to hear it. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. just pitiful. That um, was absolutely atrocious. I'd have to go with either the Cavs or the Hawks, definitely for the best team and so far, just because of what they're doing. Like, I mean, like the Hawks definitely. Is, Stepped up at the end of the year last year, but no one thought the Cavs were actually to be good this year. I mean, the addition of Drummond, who we both obviously truly love. Yeah, I love you Drummond. Know him, you know him personally. Oh, yeah. So, Big um, guy. I think that's going to be huge for them this year. And if they can stay healthy, I mean, unfortunately, Kevin Love just got hurt. But they got a young core, man. They can make some noise in the East. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but if they can keep winning games. Or, I mean, they're undefeated right now. For sure. They're on track for 72-0, like Chew would say. <laughs> for sure, man. Um, I like the Hawks, too. Yeah, Cavs and Hawks. What about in the West? Um, what you liking out West? Unfortunately, just because, I mean, I think they'd be a lot better. If they you had, liking the Lakers in the had, West, of oh, course? yeah, for sure. Dude. I love the Lakers, obviously. But just because that team they have now, it's like a lot more fun to watch. Like, LeBron can sit for 10 minutes and they don't get blown out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm, I feel bad for Luka just because Porzingis isn't there and they're really not proving that they can win games. I mean, I don't even know what the record is, honestly, but. I, I don't know. I think the Mavs the Mavs need to get Porzingis back in order to make some noise. For sure. Jokic, like, 18 assists last night. Yeah, Not the best big crazy, game in the bro. game or what? I mean, double. this dude's crazy. Double with 18. Dude's got to be considered up there. I mean, he's having 18 he's nasty, assists as a Denver's center. Nasty, That's crazy. Dude. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know the records right now. but It's early. That's the thing. Yeah, I was telling exactly. Rich yesterday. It's so early. I was like, bro, like, let's come back in, like, two weeks and right. see where the stands are at. Because right now you got Cleveland. You got Cleveland leading the East, and you got the Bucks in eighth. Yeah. So, like, let's just come back a little bit. And, you know, maybe the Bucks will be down low because I got them low for sure. But I will say this. Maybe they'll rise back up. So, let's just give it a couple weeks, and we'll be able to come back and, uh, Touch on it a little bit. The NBA has been great, though. I mean, uh was reported since December 16th. There's only two new positive tests of, like, 558 players. So, yeah. you know, they got the things under control a little bit in terms of the virus, it seems like. And, you know, if you've got guys that aren't out here acting like James Harden, I think everything will be just fine. We've seen it already through a week uh, thus far. And things are just as bad with COVID this week than any other week. So uh, I think the NBA – We'll be doing just fine, hopefully. Only had to postpone one game. Uh, I did want to get your take on this. I got the Nets as the first team, uh, number one seed in the East. Uh, there's reports. It was a bomb yesterday on my pod where uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has a partially torn ACL. And I saw that. And I'm like, oh, word, like he'll be back. And, and I'm reading everything when I got off the pod, and he's not going to be back this year. That's going to be a big loss, man. Spencer Dinwiddie is G. And the New York, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, I don't know why I keep calling them New York. But I, w- I got to give a shout out to T-Y because I said this the other day. I was like, it's because they're the only basketball team in New York right now. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. Anyways, the Brooklyn Nets, bro, are the real deal with Kyrie and KD, number one. Number two, the depth that they have, not only with Spencer Dinwiddie, which now he's going to be out, which I think is going to hurt, and it might not have them as the number one in c- uh, seed in the East now because I believe they would have won that game last mm-hmm. night in a, in a game they lost when they're both resting KD and Kyrie on the same night. Stupid, in my opinion. Why are you doing that? But you lose the game because Spencer Dinwiddie's out with a partially torn answer, and both those guys are resting. But Karras is going off. Karras almost won them the game. So you have Karras LeVert. You've got Jared Allen, who backs up DeAndre Jordan. 
And then you have Joe Harris, who is a sniper, mm -hmm. and a bunch of good young guys with Landry Shamit and a couple other uh, veterans that just come in and add up. Jalen Green, Torian Prince, there's some guys. Uh, so I think the Nets are still going to be up there cream of the crop. This injury might hurt my take in them being the number one seed in the East, but I still think they have a chance to do that because of what I've seen out of KD and Kyrie already. I don't think you should be resting them in the same game going forward, but I will say when those two are playing, I don't see them losing too many games. I remember watching one of the Nets games, probably one of their first games. Then when he got subbed in the game, they started talking to him, talking about him, uh, just because of the whole Kyrie edition and KD edition and all that. Like, how is he going to mess with the team? How is he going to gel? Is he going to get his minutes? And like you said, though, he's just too good. Like, he's one of those players that can come in off the bench and put up like 30 points for you if you really wanted to. And like, and Karis LeVert himself as well, like, he can literally take over a game. And if you only lose to Charlotte, I mean, I know they lost to Charlotte, which kind of sucks, but you only lost by two. And kind of for KD and Kyrie are out there. You're winning by 40. No, I know. You know but I mean? that's so the thing. Like... That's what I'm talking about with the depth of this team. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be a big-time loss for this yeah, team. No, for sure. Even if we're talking to like this team getting to the finals, which is what I've said, and potentially winning the finals. Right. I don't think they're going to have a chance to do that this year. But if they're trying to get to the finals, Spencer Dinwiddie was going to be a part of that. Right. It's a big-time loss. Yeah. I think Karis LeVert is a real deal, and I think they have a lot of depth. And I think KD and Kyrie are the real thing. But I will say, that's going to be a big-time loss from my take, which is, hey, they're going to be number one seed in the East, probably representing the East, and potentially in the will. finals. We'll see how they will, go. Honestly. But it's going to be the health, for sure, of KD and Kyrie. And seeing something like that already with Ja that we talked about, Dinwiddie, these injuries come out of nowhere, man. They're fluky, they're crazy, and it could be to anyone at any time, and it's a shame. And I've been injured myself, and it's not easy to get back right to yourself. We saw what's going on with Clay Thompson coming off a of catastrophic all to another catastrophic, two years off the game, like him being able to come back and be himself is going to be extremely difficult. And people don't put enough right. up. Uh, like, yeah, they just take it for granted that these dudes are just going to come back fine, bro. Go tear your ACL as the average person and, and, and deal with what you have to deal with and tell me that you, you don't put a little more appreciation into it. Because I have. And it, it's absolutely crazy, man. And people need to give these athletes a little bit more credit, especially Tua, coming off this crazy hip injury. And my boy or my brother, I'm sorry, fucking coming at me all the time because I got Tua as potentially the best lefty of all time. And I may be proven wrong, but give the dude a second. Give the dude a fucking second, bro. He's been dude, out bro. there for a second. And all of a sudden, you're going to tell me that he's like garbage? Like, he's coming off one of the craziest yeah. injuries we've ever seen. Might have never played football ever again. Like, let's wait and see, bro. Chewy tells me all the time, you got to wait and see on these young quarterbacks and need to have that perspective a little bit longer before I start bailing on all of them. Uh... Right, but like I but said, seriously, people though. expect it. You know what I mean? People expect him to be like, oh, wow, two is in. He's going to go off now. Like, just like with me, though. Like, True, I, that's what my point. Right. Like, give the dude a second. second. He's coming off bro. a crazy injury, like, that he hasn't been able to use his body in, like, a year. Like, bro, these people it, don't understand, man. They just act like, oh, he's in there. Let's go. Right. Never mind. You're in the NFL with the best athletes in the world. Just like, flying around the field. Like, bro, they're not out there going. And I heard this uh, from Shannon Sharp the other day. You're not out there going, oh, Oh, Tua's in the game. He had, He's coming off one of the craziest hip surgeries. Oh, Alex Smith's in the game. He's coming right. off of 17 surgeries and almost lost his leg. No, dude's out there with the football. You're yeah. trying to get it as a defensive right. player and tear his head off. So it's scary sometimes these dudes dropping back there with some of these injuries you know have. Even Tom Brady with a torn ACL. I'm, I'm praying every time he doesn't get rolled up on because he'll be done in a second. So it's, it's things that you think about not only in the NBA but all sports. 
And I just hope that all dudes can stay healthy and prayers up to guys that are like not said, in the too, game right now. Professional athletes go like 150%. For sure. They don't, they don't slow up at all. For sure. Like, they, Actually, I think you'll appreciate this. <laughs> and before I get into the last uh, few topics, I wanted to play this recording because I know that you'll appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you probably saw it. Hopefully, I think it's the first one. Let me try and cue this up. Here's my thing, bro. I.E. Dwayne Haskins. Here's my thing, though. The, what I've seen out of the Giants this year, regardless of what happens to us, we have fought all year and played hard in every single game. As a Jets fan, I'd be curious to get Barry's take on this. Winning two straight, and I know they lose out on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's 83-3 and three since coming out of high school. He's unbelievable. But you won two games, and you fought in those games rather than going 0-16. Mm -hmm. To me, that's better. As a fan of that team, to me, that's better. And what J.J. Watt just said in that quote right there, I couldn't agree with 100% more, bro. Mm -hmm. You're out there playing a game for money that Privilege. not only fans of that team are dying to watch and, and buy gear of, but sports guys like me watching the games. You think you want... I can see when dudes aren't playing their hardest. Sure, you can bro. see it, bro. And you're, at, you're like, what the hell is this guy doing? And you're just sitting back wondering as a sports nerd like me, how has this guy got an opportunity right now? It's crazy because the opportunities are so slim, but there's still guys, J.J. Watt knows it, there's guys on his team that are out there not playing 100%. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me, and I'm happy that a guy of J.J. Watt's stature can come out and say that, and I'm sure the Texans are going to come fired up a little bit more to play this week. They're playing the Tennessee Titans, so who knows? They knock them off. You can potentially knock them out of the playoffs. Show a little bit more fight for your fan base. Like, that was what's so hard for me over the last three years for the Giants. There was just no fight, bro. Right. It was looking like the team didn't even fucking care to be there. That is so hard for a fan base. At least this year, yeah, we lost games, bro, but we were in every game. We fought in every game, and we're playing hard as hell. That's the shit as a fan that you appreciate, want to wear your gear for, want to buy shit for. Not for teams that aren't doing that. And I appreciate what J.J. Watt said. I'm sure you'd appreciate it, too, no, so I wanted to play it for you. Man. That's the thing we've always talked about, too, is, like, these guys go out there, and this is, that was our dream when we were growing up, bro. Like, my dream was to be a professional for soccer sure, player. For sure, bro. Like, a baseball player, bro. Like, absolutely. Any sports guy would. Like, like J. said, this is a privilege, man. Like, if you're going to go out there and not try and just collect your money and buy your fancy things and not care and don't give back to the communities and all those good things, and, like, what are you doing? Like you said, I did Dwayne Haskins. Like, what are you doing, man? Literally. Like, grow up. I'm 26 years old. Like, yeah, I need to grow up too, but grow the fuck up, bro. Like, how? Literally. How do you just do that to your career and expect 
Ex like you said, another expect, shot. Expect another shot. Yeah, you don't. You shouldn't. And like that's the thing, bro. And for a veteran like, like that to come out and say some of that, it's huge, it's smart. Right after that happened too, like if you're an NFL coach, you're and, and GM, you're listening to that quote right there right. and going, man, that's oh, yeah. not Dwayne Haskins. Like I do not want players that aren't like that on my team. That's what right. I like with the culture with Joe Judge. That's what I like right. with some of these teams that you see is that he's got he he's gonna cut players or get rid of guys that aren't bought in with that. That's what I like. That's the things you need, bro. And you don't see that enough in today's professional sports. You don't, man. I think that's nice about that quote coming from J.J. Watt. It's like, if you watch the Houston Texans game, bro, like, Deshaun Watson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't care how bad he did this year, whatever people want to say. But, dude, he cries after they lose games because he cares so much. Yeah. If you're going to lose a game and just walk off the field like, word, I made $25,000, who cares? Like, you have, you have your quarterback crying on the bench because you're losing games, bro. Like, that's heart. Seriously. Like, that's hard. And I feel bad for guys like Deshaun exactly. Watson, guys like that are out here, JJ exactly. Watt, playing their heart out, and dudes on their own team aren't. Never make the playoffs. Like, that's crazy. You go 4 and 4 and It's absolutely, like, oh, it is absolutely asinine because all, if game. you just gave 100% of your effort, maybe you win a couple more of those games. And it's like, with you have talent like that, like, yeah, you might not be the best team, but like, you're trying to win every game you can, man. Come back from injuries. And it's just crazy, bro. Your ass off, come back from injuries quicker. It is crazy. I did want to touch on a couple of these. Uh, college sports topics, then we'll get out of here. Um, my buddy Boosh, uh, you know him, I think. Yeah, uh, Rich's old uh, roommate or whatever, boy from CCU. He actually works at uh, Womp now, so shout out Boosh. He sent me this meme the other day. Um, you know, I've been hyping on the uh, Coastal Carolina train. I thought mm -hmm. they should have had at least a New Year's Eve game, like they should have been six, and and I think they should have been higher in the rankings to have a chance to get into uh. The conference. I know it comes off as a bold and biased take, but I'd also say that with what's happened with Ohio State and some of these teams that have less games is a little bit messed up, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And you hear guys like Dabo Sweeting saying it, so I'm not the only one. Here's the thing, man. The the meme is CCU shouldn't have been in the college football playoff or should have been in the college football playoff. And it's like some hillbilly and, yeah, we're from the south. And, yeah, we get it, dude. We're a group of five and we're – had the best season in history for our franchise. Like, we should at least have a shot, and that's all I'm trying to say. In basketball, we would have had a shot to play for a national championship in college because it's set up where more teams have a chance. Expand the fucking playoff then. They all talk about trying to do it, and they won't do it, but now they're talking about doing it some. Coastal ain't going to be 11-0 next year, in my opinion. They're going to have some guys going to the NFL announcing it. Shout out to a lot of these guys. A small-time Sewell getting to the NFL. We got a couple guys, Josh Norman, Lorenzo Talaferno, rest in peace. A couple guys that made it to the NFL out of CCU, but there's going to be more, bro. Don't forget right here, Coastal has had success in sports since I was there and since I've left. Sure. They're on the map, bro. And I think people need to show a little bit more respect to them. That's all I was saying and asking out of the committee, and I didn't get any of that ever. And you don't get any explanations, and you don't get any of that. So, yeah, we probably would have gotten smoked by Alabama if we had gotten into the fourth seed. But here's my take on this. You got Alabama coming off of one of the greatest seasons they've had, and we have all know they've had a million great seasons with Nick Saban as coach. Bro, you don't think they're going to beat uh, Notre Dame by 30? Like, I mean, Notre Dame is pretty good. But I'll say this. I got Bama winning by t three touchdowns or more in that game. So what does it matter? What does it matter? I don't think they did, but, like, you know what I'm saying? What does it matter? Like, Coastal will probably get blown out. Notre Dame's going to get blown out. They say this all the time. The only game that actually matters is the, to the two that make it to the finals. So why did I give my team a shot? That's all I was asking for. Bro, we're 11-0 with the second active uh, 
Longest uh, win streak in the FBS with 11-0 behind Notre Dame. Heading into this, obviously, game that we lost in the in the Mortgage Cure Bowl, but it was the bowl game. We had to play it. Like, we, we would have played a higher bowl game potentially and probably gotten blown out, and we lost to Liberty, and everyone's like, oh, Liberty's a pretty good team. They had 10-0 or 10 wins second time in, in school history. So, like, they're not no scrub team either, group of five. You know what I'm saying, though? No, I know. That's from Virginia. So, I'm like, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, none of these big-time schools – get a look at all and that's my gripe like no, college football is literally bama and those other three or four teams that are always up in there so in the fight we might as well not even play the games why are we even playing the games bro because it's, it's those bro. four teams that are going to get there it's just tough to me like if you, you like kind of compare it to like the ncaa and the 64 team uh bracket and stuff like that it's like that 64 team team brackets like they they rank those teams based on like who you've played, you know what I mean? It's like your competition of schedule and stuff like that. And, like I just don't think Coastal had that hard of a schedule. I know they, they had a great season. You're right in that aspect, you're wrong in this. If you win your conference uh championship, you're auto bid. Yeah. So like Coastal Yeah, so like you would right. these teams that are like Cinderella stories get these auto bids because it's a bigger field. That doesn't happen in college football. It's it's left up to a, a group of people in a room. Like fucking basically knowing what they want to do all along, it's it, to me it's a crock of I mean, shit, you bro. Said, no, you're not wrong with that. I mean, there always are that four, those four top teams. There's always the Bama's, Oklahoma, LSU, Clemson. You know, Notre Dame. Like they're always going to be up there, and the, because they're just those they they make the sport more money. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. I'd, I'd rather watch Alabama versus Notre Dame, even if I know Notre Dame's going to be or Alabama's going to beat him by three touchdowns, than the Washington. I don't know. It's just it's, I'd rather watch a. I don't know, it's just. Than to see, than to see CCU in that slot. Not even to CCU, just like a team like that, though. It's like you never expect them to really come out and win. Especially, For sure, especially against a team like Alabama. But I just. But I what just, team is going to beat Alabama besides no. Clemson or Ohio State or, or Notre Dame? Alabama None of those, and I don't think any of them are going to lose. So Bama's probably going to win, and Alabama, it's like, what does it even matter? The only reason Alabama ever loses again is because they beat themselves. So mm-hmm. it's basically what's going on. I think it's. I mean, as a, as a Coastal Carolina, if I were you, yeah, I'd be pissed. Like if I were, if it was UConn or something like that, like had a huge season, which it never will because their football team sucks. But like if they were, if they were, God forbid, or went undefeated and we beat some good team, like you guys beat BYU, they were number sixteen. You know what I mean? But like, dude, Bama's fifteen point six points per game better than Notre Dame according to FBI. Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. And you know, you got the second highest combined win percentage in a bowl game, not uh, point nine fifty two, uh, behind Notre Dame and Bama, CCU Liberty. If you guys beat so, it would have been different or not? Would you guys have still a shot or no? No, nah, it was the bowl it's game. Over, yeah. yeah, we would have been 12-0 and 0 on the year right. and just been done. So, yeah, we have a loss in the year. Yeah, like, oh, at, well. Look at what Iowa State was it, a couple years ago. They went undefeated or Iowa for football. UCF. Yeah, and didn't oh, get yeah, and didn't UCF. get a shot because they're group five. Yeah, and everyone was bitching about it then. But that's the thing; you haven't seen UCF since then. So right. that's my point: right. is like, why not give them a chance when they're that nasty? Like, you might never see CCU ever with eleven zero record again. They got no shot. It's kind of fucked up, in my opinion. I do want to get. I do want to get your uh, your take on uh, the Heisman though, because the Heisman uh, Trophy presentation is January fifth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the four. I I believe it's always three. So four finalists is that like a new thing because they have four finalists this year so it's mac jones and Devonte smith uh wide receiver for alabama and then uh trevor lawrence of clemson and tyler uh trask of florida quarterback of florida so there's four i always thought it was three um so it was interesting to see uh four people invited maybe because of the COVID. i don't know maybe because of everything uh, else going on but you know after the take i just gave on what i think of college football and most people anybody that listens to my pod knows how I feel about college football. Mm-hmm. 
I'm rooting for Devontae Smith. He'd be the third wide receiver to win it. First since Desmond Howard going all the way back when he was playing for Michigan. I, I don't know. I have the date. I was looking for the stat on my phone. It'd be incredible. Uh, Devontae Smith has had an incredible season uh, for Alabama. I equate of Mac Jones even being in the conversation and being having the numbers he has. Two of Devontae Smith. Najee Harris, who came in fifth, by the way, in the mm-hmm. rankings, and it was literally just breaking all these records. I mean, the players that this dude is throwing to and handing to aren't bad. So I think Devontae Smith has made a case for the first time in a long time where it could be somebody else besides a quarterback. It will be crazy that Trevor Lawrence does not get a Heisman Trophy, but here's the problem. They didn't play enough games, and he had to sit out because of COVID. And yeah, it's a damn shame. But he doesn't even have the stats going up with these other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So why give it to one of these other quarterbacks when you know it should be Trevor Lawrence? He didn't play enough games and have the stats to get it. Give it to De- uh, Devontae Smith. It'd be incredible for the sport. It'd be incredible for the fans to see a wide receiver win the Heisman. Never see it happen. Mm-hmm. Let's let's switch it up a little bit. College football probably won't. They'll probably give it to fucking Mac Jones. It'll be fucking lame. And that's just the thing with me with college football. It's just fucking lame. Everything goes to Bama and their oh, quarterbacks. Man. In their best team because they got all the scholarship players and the best players. No shit, dude. So Shake it up a little bit. College football. college football in general. Who you got winning the Heisman? I just don't know enough, honestly. I don't know enough of these players. Like, obviously, like, you're going to think the best team has the best guy, which is what Alabama, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it would be sweet to see another wide receiver win it. Trevor Lawrence, if he, like you said, had a full He'd be the third wide receiver to win the award, looking to become the first since Desmond Howard since 1991. 92. Yeah, 91-92. And, uh... I think it'd be incredible for Devontae Smith. I was telling Chewy, I was on the mic with him last night, and I and I was telling Chew, and it's crazy with what's going on with the Giants too. We can we can host a playoff game and win the NFC East, or if we lose this game and like four or five other teams lose, which or win, which is possible or whatever, a couple we're gonna we can slide all the way to have a number three pick, mm-hmm. so we could have a high pick in the draft or have host a playoff game. It's crazy, but I'm telling Chew, I'm like, bro, what all I've seen from us and what I talked about with just you with the Giants is, is a lot more effort and heart, and I love what they got going on. We need a wide receiver, and we need an edge rusher. So let's get a guy like Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, one of these high-end caliber guys for Daniel to actually have on the team with Slayton in the slot and Sterling in the shot rather than number ones, and have a maybe bring in an edge player in free agency or the draft and have a better chance to then rush with what everything else we got going on the defense has been pretty great, in my opinion. So, there's only a few holes, I think. It's then looking at if Devontae Smith will even get recognized and get the credit I think he so willingly deserves as one of the best players in college football we've ever seen. Seriously. It'll be interesting to see Heisman Trophy presentation January 5th. Them four finalists. Shout out to them. Uh... Should be interesting to see, see how the, it goes. You see the Dolphins got into the top five in the draft? Yeah, they do because they traded the tr- trade. Yeah, I did see that. That's and it could wild. go it could be even lower if the Texans lose this week with a quote from JJ Watt. Them slotching it out all the time. I mean it's crazy, bro. It is crazy. Uh I basically ran through everything else. So on the way out it'd just be chatting a little bit and anything you had or anything I had. Uh I did have a little, like, where Segi was right, where Segi was wrong game that I usually play. Hoping I can be technically uh, right about the Colts and they can slide in, but I'm certainly a little bit wrong about them right now. Same thing with Tua, and I sh- mentioned it a little bit, but I like I said, give the man a break, and if they make the playoffs this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the most uh, incredible backup quarterback we've seen in the NFL, then so be it. I think they're better 
in all three phases of the game than people are giving them credit for, and they are potentially a playoff team. The Seahawks, I certainly write about them uh, being the crop of that division. I think the Seahawks addressed um, their main weakness, which was defense and rushing the passer with the Dunlap trade and bringing in Devontae, uh, Jamal Adams, I'm sorry. Um, Devontae Adams is just putting up incredible numbers, so I can't get them off my mind. But Jamal Adams, uh, they addressed the defense, man. They addressed a weakness they had, and people aren't talking about the, the Seahawks defense getting a little bit better over the last four weeks, the last quarter of the season. And if Russell Wilson is getting it to DK Metcalf and Lockett and Carson can run it, and Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches in the NFL, I think they're a team that people are sleeping on in the NFC as well, potentially being able to make some noise this playoff season. The Ravens would be my sleeper in the AFC. And I was always kind of a little bit shocky on Lamar Jackson, but I think people shit on Lamar Jackson a little bit too much. And I just need to go into my thing a little bit here to give a little bit of props to Lamar Jackson. Over their last four games, they're 4-0. He's got a completion percentage of 69.5, nearly 70%. His passer rating is 117.7. He's got 12 total touchdowns. We all know what the man can do with his legs. But his knock has always been as a passer, right? Dude, he's passing the ball better than he ever has right now. Mm-hmm. And like Chewy has told me multiple times, this dude's only in his third year. Mm-hmm. This dude's so young, dude. When you actually put that stuff into perspective, he's younger than me. Mm-hmm. It's actually wild, bro. I'm old, and that's crazy. Here's the thing, dude. This man, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, they're plus 130 now on the best points differential in the NFL this season after leading in the NFL on points differential last season. Let me mind you, he was MVP of the league last year and did stuff we'd never seen at the quarterback position. No team over the last 25 seasons has ever had the NFL on points differential in consecutive seasons. That's what the Ravens are looking to do. They're playing the Bengals this week. I think they'll take care of it. Dude, the Ravens, no one talks about them because A, they think Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback, which is crazy to me. And B, they think, oh, Lamar Jackson's never won a game in the playoffs, which is, okay, valid. But same thing with Josh Allen. I think he's going to win a playoff game this year. I think Lamar Jackson is very soon to win a playoff game in the NFL, and people will change their tune on Lamar Jackson, and you'll hear a little bit more about Lamar Jackson. Until it happens, you'll still hear a lot of the hate. But I like to show more love. I think people should show more love, a little more love to Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens would be my sleeper. Uh, Seattle in the NFC, Ravens in the AFC. You got any sleepers? Come playoff time. Because here's the thing, man. I got the Bills as a favorite to get to the AFC Championship game. Wild take. But I think the Chiefs, they are struggling and reeling a little bit. You go and look at what some of the stuff the Chiefs got going on uh, over their last, you know, eight games. Yeah, they're 10-0. But they've not won by more than uh, a single, uh, single points. And they're struggling on the defensive side of the ball. Your teams are scoring 70% on the red, in the red zone on the Kansas City Chiefs. So Josh Allen and these teams that get into the red zone on him are going to score on them. Yeah, you're going to have to keep up with Pat Mahomes. But I'm just saying, he's got one little tick off tick game. Yeah. We've seen the last couple weeks. They can get sure. bounced. They can get bounced. So I think them getting written off and being this team that's just going to walk into the, the Super Bowl is a little being a little bit too uh, quick for the judgment. Yeah, I agree. So I think there's going to be some shakeup. And I think it could be the same thing potentially in the NFC with the potential for Aaron Rodgers just to prove all of us wrong. They're going to potentially have the number one seed. He could win the MVP. The last MVP winner to win a Super Bowl was Court Warner in 1999, and I was talking about it on the pod yesterday. Can Rodgers prove me wrong 
and that stat wrong and do it because I think he's the one that's going to win the MVP. And if that's the case, he's going to have to go up against that stat that is against him big time. So will Seattle knock them off, which we've seen them go on the road and beat teams plenty of times. What are the Saints? And will will they have Michael Thomas and all these guys? And will Drew Brees be healthy? It'll be interesting to see. Can the Bucks make a run? Rodgers is slated to be obviously the favorite in the NFC, I think. And with the Chiefs favorite in the AFC, I think there's a potential for the favorites to get knocked off with everything they got going on. Yeah, I mean, if I were to pick a favorite in the NFC, I'd, I like the Saints a lot, man. They're a great football team, but they just never prove that they can win the playoffs. Like you said, and like if you're not going to prove yourself in the playoffs, why even make it? So, um, I I just want. I want I want Rodgers to get uh, MVP and I'd love to him for him to get a championship too, um, but I I just still would ride with the Bills no matter what man even if the Bills make if the Bills make the Super Bowl I'm putting money on the Bills to win. Love it. I already, love ha- it. I already have money on them to win the Super Bowl, but put more on it. <laughs> Fifty passing TDs and twenty rushing TDs in their first forty games in NFL history. Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Bills Damn. Mafia baby. Damn. I'm telling you, bro. Josh Allen, people sleep on him and. I know what he did last year in the playoffs. It was it was horrid to watch. I'm almost just like praying that that doesn't happen again. But let me tell you the X factor here. Dude, it's Stefan Diggs, bro. Oh my like God. he's changed the whole oh culture God, there. Like, bro, you see him like talking trash during the game and then just burning the guy? Like Casey Jackson, every oh snub pro bowler. Yeah. Gets burned. Gets absolutely burned by Stefan Diggs. He's turning around trying to wave to him and almost trips. And then goes on to catch another two touchdowns. Like, you're getting burned by Stephon Diggs. He had three touchdowns last night. I mean, Beasley being there too, bro, is a sleeper and a half. I think man. Zach Moss has slept on as a Zach rookie, Moss and I think Devin Singletary as a second-year running back squad, is fine. Dude, they were really, really good. It's going to rely on defense. Everyone's knocking their defense, saying they're not the best defense, but they're turning the ball over in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. scoring the most uh, fourth-quarter defensive scores in the NFL right now. And like you said, too, once you get to the playoffs, it's a completely different ballgame. For sure. That's where that's where that could be on the Bills, though, because their thing in the in the playoffs recently, like we all saw what happened to them last year, was a debacle. So we got to see what shakes out with that. That was fire, bro. I'm glad we got to link up for the pod today and talk about some of that sports talk much love to you for making it on that was actually fire because like i was telling you before we started the pod i'm pretty sure like if i had to go back and like actually look like i'd have to go look to figure out the last time you come on the pod um not that i knew you didn't want to but obviously you moved to virginia and then you're only around to, for the holidays and stuff like that. So you got a bunch going on and you down there working. And so hopefully we can link up a little bit when you go back down. Cause I'm yeah, off all bro. the time now. So you let me know when you got a free time, we can get a pot in, my laptop but sure. that was the thing. Uh, you know, I sending you off. I knew we weren't gonna be able to pot as much, but it was fun to actually get some of the pod stuff back in now, given that much time off. Like think about yeah, it bro. too much, two months went off. by. We, we got an NBA champion. We got, you know, all the way through an NFL season. We're about to have playoffs next week in the NFL. Uh, football, college football is over. We discussed a little bit of that. College basketball is back. NBA is back. Starting up a new season, 72-game regular season. So it's fire, dude. It's yeah, fire dude. to be a sports fan, a sports nerd right now. And I, I've just been, I've been living it up because it's been so tough for me, bro. Like, my grandma's not doing well. And then, like, literally, like, I was doing... That's what happened to me yesterday, bro. I was doing my solo, and I took a break. And while I was on my break, it just, like, 
it makes me realize that when I'm doing this, like, it, I don't know, maybe people are listening, I don't know, maybe, if they're not, I don't care, but, like, if I'm talking, I feel like I'm talking to somebody or myself, it, I'm not thinking about my grandma who's literally yeah. suffering, I'm not thinking about all the tragic things, things that have been happening to me, the five minutes I did take a break, I'm thinking about it nonstop, oh, for sure. and I'm like, bro, this is the type of stuff that I'm talking about with me, where it's like, this is the only thing that's literally saved me, my podcast, you guys coming on and talking sports with me, Chewy, Rich, Raj, uh, it's been incredible, man. And there's more people that want to come on. I think it's gotten to a point now where I could only have ever imagined it. And the support that not only you've given me, but other people coming on to the pod and, and support and liking the pod, it's been fire. I mean, I had Carl like my post the other night, TY with a shout out, Boosh, all these dudes. It's, it's all I could ask for, man. Cause it's really the only good thing I think I have going for me, honestly. I mean, it's fun to get on, talk sports with my buddies. And it started out as this like whole little thing, this dream, uh, what, what is it going to be? Now I got like one of the dopest setups around, I'd say, and I'd say I have one of the dopest uh, local podcasts if you're from uh, Adam, so make sure you check it out. Much Shaggy love for you Station. coming on, bro, for real. Yes, sir. <laughs> love you, Dukes. Love you, too, bro. That's all I had for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening, as always, and as always, I still have no shame what I had to say. Just the man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody, peace and love. Stay Mason safe Rudolph, out there. for the Steelers. It is. <laughs> That's wild. Seggy Station. Against, against Cleveland?